Get ready to rumble. Shilling Show Unleashed on the Seven Thunders Media Network. Former city councilor, husband, father, and community watchdog. Your host, Rob Schilling. Welcome to the Schilling Show Unleashed podcast. Remember, your direct support makes our show possible, and you can directly support this podcast by visiting shillingshow.com and then clicking on the Patreon banner at the top of the page to make a monthly contribution. We appreciate your support. The Shilling Show Unleashed podcast welcomes Craig Huey, the founder of craighuey.com, a renowned speaker and political commentator an internationally successful business owner and author of the book, The Deep State, 15 Surprising Dangers You Should Know. Today's topic, the U.S. terror threat is rising. And Craig Huey, thank you for joining us today on the Shilling Show Unleashed podcast. Rob, it's great to be with you. I always love it when people put their words into writing and make them available via book. So I want to start out by letting you tell us a little bit about your book on the deep state. What we've noticed is the growing bureaucracy out of Washington, D.C. And uh, it became so transparent when President Trump was elected and he had the bureaucracy against him. That's the deep state. The bureaucracy used to be something where you would have people who were very efficient and effective in a particular position and they'd become a bureaucrat and they'd try to get more tax money and they'd try to get more power but they tried to remain invisible. Well, under President Obama, he changed all that. Rob, what he did is he brought in bureaucrats that were ideologically driven. So they weren't really good at the job they're doing. They wanted to transform culture. They wanted to transform politics, economics, or culture. So these ideologically driven bureaucrats advertised Everything that the Trump administration was trying to do that threatened what they, the deep state was doing. And then once Biden became president, uh, the deep state then did not have to become the invisible force against uh, the president. It was the force that the president used to be able to run his ideologically driven agenda. And so the book basically exposes this explains it. It goes into detail how it coordinates with media and and with the uh, nonprofit groups. Uh, it's a pretty uh, comprehensive way of being able to understand what's going on behind the scenes today. You know, it's so interesting that we have all of these internal and domestic issues going on, as you rightfully point out, Craig. And yet we have international threat that continues. Uh, Probably a lot of Americans aren't even aware of this terror threat rising in the U.S. I think it would be instructive to get your take on how this happened in Israel, which was uh, deemed to be probably the most protected country from terrorism and the one that was on top of this. And all of a sudden they got hit hard, uh, seemingly out of the blue. How did that happen? What you have are people who are dedicated to the destruction of Israel to the death of the Jews, the the whole idea, State Department, the U.S. government, and so many in Israel, was that 
you could take a, a group like Hamas, like the Palestinian Authority, and be able to get along and have cooperation as long as you're nice and as long as you're kind and as long as you, you're, you're friendly, you'll be okay. So Israel slowly was letting down its guard. It was relying upon the fact that they were getting uh, many people from the Gaza Strip and uh, coming into Israel and being workers. And they thought that they didn't have to worry about an attack. And yet Hamas, for years, with Iran's backing, was determined to be able to undermine and take over and destroy Israel. So their agenda uh, was something that when they saw that Israel might make a deal with Saudi Arabia, they had to torpedo it. They had to stop it. The way they did it, and it worked, at least temporarily, was to do a, a genocidal attack upon the villages, and they did it effectively. They were trained in how to do it. They were backed by Iran as to how to do it. And thus you have now uh, triggered a terrorist threat throughout the world. And right here in the United States, we now have, according to the FBI Director Ray, according to every uh, intelligence report, a heightened threat in the U.S. of terrorist activity. And, and that's the big threat, Rob. We, we've got the terror threat because of Israel. We got uh, Chinese young men coming into the Mexican border by the thousands. And then we have all these getaways, these unknown people uh, coming into the United States. And among those getaways, whether it be 10% or 5% or 1%, there's going to be people who are terrorists trying to get into the U.S. We're headed, I'm, I believe, for a very unstable, unsettling time uh, with the shocking reality, the stunning reality that there's going to be death and destruction from terrorism because of the world events and the U.S. open border. I think you make an excellent point on what I would call the former southern border of the United States of America. It's just sad to say that, but that's essentially what it is. There's no border enforcement going on. But I think Americans have been lulled into a sense of complacency because it's yeah. been so long. So why has it been so long? Have we just been lucky? Have we been good? Well, there, there, there have been terrorist activity. Some of it effectively caught before it actually took place in San Bernardino. You had several people who uh, went on Christmas and just a few years back killed a number of people. These were, uh, you know, not major groups. These were not highly coordinated, but they had been living in the U.S. for several years. Uh, when we talk about the terrorist threat, we're probably not talking about something that's going to happen necessarily tomorrow. It, usually it's planned out. It's uh, determined. And whether the target is going to be a gathering, just like the Boston uh, bombing, uh, you know, a marathon race, or whether it's going to be targeting a mall or targeting, you know, a certain type of uh, event, maybe Disneyland. There's thought behind how to do this, because what do they want to do? They want to create terror. 
You know, I think about these threats and how we've been watching them for years and years, that there are sleeper cells in the United States of America. And we have places that are near to you and me. There's one in, in Red House, Virginia, which has been watched for a number of years, where they believe there mm-hmm. were sleeper cell terrorist activity going on. Why is it that we're so tolerant of this? Why are these people not shut down if we know that's what's going on there? That's the scary part. What is our government doing? Uh, Ray... Uh, the FBI director has certainly made the warning, says it keeps them up at night. We're at the greatest danger. Remember 9-11, it was 19 people who were Islamic terrorists who had carefully planned what they're going to do that created several, several thousand deaths that, that created terror in the U.S. Basically, uh, just a small group of people. It doesn't have to be a lot. And, and they realize that if they're strategic, they can create a lot of damage. We need to be able to shut these down. We need to be able to secure the border. We need to be able to stop those who are trying to sneak in from Iran, from Syria, uh, Nigeria, from Venezuela. Uh, what we're having right now with so many uh, thousands and thousands of young Chinese men coming in. We could stop that right now. But there's not a will, there's not a determination, there's not any effort on behalf of the uh, Biden administration to put controls on and to safeguard America. We have these sleeper cells, and people hear the term sleeper cell. They've heard it for years. They haven't seen anything happening. Do we have any idea how widespread these are and how well coordinated they are, Craig? We don't. At some point, they can make a mistake and be exposed. At some point, they may try something and get caught. But at some point, many of them will be able to get away with what they want, want to accomplish. We don't know what they're doing. So let's just take the, uh, the, the Chinese. Uh, and by some estimates, some fifty to 60,000 young Chinese men, not having family, not having wives and children, Young men coming in who were military age, uh, uh, well-dressed. Uh, most border guards say that they speak English, but they won't admit it. Uh, they stand in, in a position of a, a Chinese military uh, professional. They're coming in. And what could they be doing? Well, we're on the brink of war with the Republic of China versus Communist China, Taiwan versus Communist China. They're coming in, and we don't know what they're doing. In Redley, California, one of the strange things happened was accidentally, not the FBI, not the intelligence agencies, somebody accidentally discovered a bio lab with the owner of that bio lab getting money from Communist China. He has affiliation with the Communist Chinese Party, had been kicked out of, uh, out of Canada uh, into the U.S. illegally. And here he is running a biolab. And this biolab, uh, Rob, the biolab had 20 deadly uh, diseases like Ebola and COVID and genetically engineered mice. These were people speaking Mandarin in this lab in California. How many labs are there? Will these Chinese that are coming in of military age connect with labs like this? We don't know. And, and that's a failure 
of our FBI, a failure of our intelligence system. We should be on high alert, but we're not. You talk about this direct threat, which is the the biolabs and biological terror, which is certainly something we should be concerned with because we've seen it in the recent past. Um, how about the the vulnerability of our infrastructure? Uh, we could talk about EMP, but also even uh, water provision, electricity provision, so forth. Seems to me like we could be taken down very easily just through somebody getting into our computer systems. Between cyber attacks, between able to somehow poison the water system, to be able to destroy the infrastructure. We have already had over the last six years different facilities across the United States that have had different types of unusual attacks, surveillance, penetrations of different types. We don't know who did it. We don't know why it would happen. We don't know what was going on. Uh, We are vulnerable. If you've got a lone wolf terrorist, they're limited what they can do. If you've got somebody trained from communist China, trained from uh, Islamic uh, uh, Iran that is determined to cripple the U.S., to threaten the U.S., we're, we're not prepared for it, and it could happen. And that's why so many people say we need to be on high alert in the sense that individually, Do we have water for an emergency? Do we have food for an emergency? Do we have a generator for an emergency? Are we prepared for the worst case scenario? And uh, businesses need to be, families need to be. We, We are in a different time. One attack could change everything. The Shilling Show Unleashed podcast continues with our guest Craig Huey in just a moment. Get your fix. Online at shillingshow.com. Shillingshowmedia.com is your one-stop shop for websites, audio and video production, and photography. Shillingshowmedia.com will take your project from conception to completion. Shillingshowmedia.com is reasonably priced and highly professional. Need a website for your business? Visit shillingshowmedia.com. Need a video created or edited? Visit shillingshowmedia.com. Have a photography or graphic design project? Visit shillingshowmedia.com. Shillingshowmedia.com is your one-stop shop for websites, audio and video production, and photography. Visit shillingshowmedia.com. That's shillingshowmedia.com. Charlottesville's Community Watchdog. We return now on the Shilling Show Unleashed podcast. We're talking with Craig Huey, the founder of CraigHuey.com. His new book is The Deep State. And we're discussing the rising terror threat within the United States. We had a warning from the FBI. And remember, we used to have this color system. Remember, like the terror warning was yellow, orange, red. And they got rid of that. But this FBI warning should have raised a red flag. What did they say? Basically, that we're living in a new age of death and destruction as a potential. Because the growing threat from the Islamic terrorists uh, now have triggered that warning. And really, in in Europe, we've seen different types of terrorist activity increase. And in the U.S., we're just now kind of waiting and seeing what's going to happen. But we've had the threats. They're not trying to hide it. They threatened the great, you know, the great Satan. They've threatened America. 
Uh, and they warned us that uh, uh, there's going to be retaliation. There's going to be on American soil attacks. So it's it's not a surprise. And, and it's just a matter of, of when it could happen. Of course, our worry is it's going to be sooner than later. Just think about this. We have 1.8 million getaways from the, just the southern border. Forget about the northern border. From the southern border. Now, why would you be a getaway when you could come into the United States, you get a free cell phone, you get a free ticket to go to any city you want, you get your medical care, you get the education, you get uh, uh, welfare payments, you, you get a variety of things. Some people want to have opportunity. Others just want to live off the system. You turn yourself in, and that's what most people do. But... 1.8 million purposely, and there's probably more than that. That's just the ones we detected that we knew they were sneaking into the U.S. and they got away. They weren't caught. They didn't turn themselves in. You'd be a getaway if you were having a criminal record, doing something illegal such as drugs, or you had, were on the terrorist watch list. You, you basically uh, had uh, plans for de- terrorism. Now, with the getaways, that's our biggest danger right now. You can so easily evade arrest, get into the U.S., get situated, meet up with others, plan and execute an attack. Uh, nobody would know it. And that's, that, that's the danger we have today. We look at the open border that you referenced earlier in our conversation, Craig Huey, and a lot of people think this is just laxity on the part of the Biden administration, like they're just not paying attention. Do you believe that or do you think there's something more nefarious going on? Is there some component of intentionality here? Well, remember at at the beginning, I said that the bureaucrats in the Biden administration is ideologically driven. So the, the foundation of what they have is that ideologically driven open doors. From a practical standpoint, the idea of being able to bring people from all over the world in that have a likelihood to be thankful to, to Biden, mm-hmm. be thankful to the Democrats, to be able to be counted in the census. So that if they're, uh, you know, in California, if they're in New York, if they're in Illinois, you're going to have greater counting and representation for the next drawing of the congressional lines. And that's what they want. And then really, when anybody comes in to the U.S., they're going to be able to have multiple ways. The nonprofit groups can be registering these people illegally if they're getting welfare, Obamacare. If they're getting uh, the new California health insurance, they automatically have an opportunity to register to vote. Uh, what they have to do is uh, check off that they're a U.S. citizen in most states. Some states uh, check off, I'm not a, I'm legally reg- uh, able to vote. Whether they understand that or do not understand it, they can opt in to vote if they wanted to, uh, even though uh, they, there, there's language that says they can't. And, and incidentally, here's, here's the dirty little trick that the, the, the states have. If you're caught to be illegal and you register to vote, there's no penalty to you if you're caught. 
And, and if you get a driver's license, there's the automatic registration for voting on there unless you say I'm not eligible. The Democrats, the Biden administration, the deep state, believe that this will transform the upcoming election, 2024 and 2026 and 2028, to guarantee that they're going to be able to have victory. It's a scary scenario, and yet we've been down this path before. You had referenced 9-11, and in several of your pieces, you also referenced there's a good number of people alive today who really have no memory of this, and if they have any, it, it's not impactful as it was to those of us who lived through it as adults. So what did we not learn from 9-11 as a nation, and is there any way to bring those up to speed who don't even get impacted by the thought of 9-11? Yeah, Rob, this is really uh, disturbing to anybody who's over 40, because anybody over 40 vividly remembers the terror and the fear that people had. And that's what terrorism does. That's what it's all about, to create the fear. Those people who are under 40, they have maybe a little knowledge of it. They couldn't really tell you who did it. They couldn't really tell you who really died. Many of them don't understand uh, how, how the uh, airlines were used, the airplanes were used to go into the buildings. They may have seen pictures of it. People in their 20s, the people in their early 30s, it's something like talking about World War II. They have no clue about the threat of the uh, National Socialist Party, the Nazi Party, to the world. It, it's just, a oh, we fought against Germany. And they might not even be able to name Germany. So it's something that to be able to communicate and educate people about the threat, it's based upon them trying to understand something they haven't experienced. And uh, once it happens, once it is not just a local area, you know, uh, there can be a terror attack that would be in you know one small town or one small, uh, big city and they read about it they hear about it maybe if they're on tiktok they may see it they may not see it but are they going to understand it are they going to be concerned this could happen here probably not not until it's something really major and impacts a wide number of people will they be able to say hey Maybe, maybe the open borders isn't good. Maybe we need to be able to stop the FBI, stop the intelligence agencies from going after parents and conservatives, Christians, and libertarians, and instead concentrate on the real threat to America, the terrorists. You've put forward, Craig Huey, some simple steps for us to protect ourselves and our families because the government can't do everything and, in fact, is working against our own interest in many cases. So what is it that we ought to be doing? Whether it's a cruise or a school or a mall or an amusement park, we, all these are, are places that could be a threat. So we have to be on our lookout. Is there something unusual going on? Is there someone that, that we should take a look at? Is there a bag or something that's being left behind? We need to be ourselves aware and looking and alert. If you're a parent, you've got to be able to protect your kids. If you are you have a gun and it's legal in your state to carry, you should have that gun now more than ever to protect yourself, to protect others. 
if you have a family uh, and there's a disaster, you need to be able to have a, a password to be able to know the person you're talking to is really that person, uh, to be able to have a signal that where you're going to meet, uh, an understanding that if there is an event, this is where we're going to be. This is where we're going to go. This is uh, what we should agree to. And awareness is really critical. Being prepared, I mentioned earlier, do you have water? Do you have food? Do you have things for an emergency? Uh, it's just being one step ahead. If nothing happens to your area, there's no problem. But if it does, you want to be prepared, you want to be alert, and you want to be safe. Craig, if people would like to follow you online and maybe uh, get a copy of your book, The Deep State, tell us the best ways we can do those things. Yeah, the best way would be going to craighuey.com. That's C-R-A-I-G-H-U-E-Y.com. All my books are there, my free newsletter, information about my podcast. And of course, you can get the book on Amazon. It's such important information. I'm really glad you took the time to share with us. Craig Huey, thanks for being a guest today on the Schilling Show Unleashed podcast. Thanks, Rob. That concludes another edition of the Schilling Show Unleashed podcast. Visit us online at shillingshow.com where you can directly support this podcast by clicking on the Patreon banner at the top of the page and making a monthly donation. Your support is essential for the continuation of the Shilling Show Unleashed podcast. Until next time...